Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I explore the world of geocaching. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also follow Geo Adventures on Buy Me a Coffee for a behind the scenes look on every episode. That's one word G E O Adventures. It's free to follow, or you can become a member and unlock exclusive posts and information. Your memberships go a long way for helping support the podcast and are greatly appreciated. Hi, everybody. Amy, Shadow Dragon One here. And today I'm really excited because Mother's Day is right around the corner and we are doing a geocaching mom roundtable to celebrate. And I have three lovely geocaching moms with me today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves so if you could tell us who you are and how long have you been geocaching and how many kids you have to kind of get us started that'd be great anybody want to go first me (laughs) (laughs) i'm lisa uh geocaching named chronically tired mom um i have three kids but only one that geocaches with me my four-year-old uh, the teenagers are too cool for geocaching at the moment. So. <laughs> geocaching, I started geocaching in 2013. Geocached for a few years and took a five-year hiatus. I didn't give up on the game, but I so a lot going on in those five years. So I recently picked it back up, as per a lot of people during the pandemic. So I started caching hardcore. So. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. Geocaching name is Jaspery. Um, I am a mom of one. There he is, stealing my snacks again. (laughs) Um, And we have been geocaching two years in June. And we just started because we wanted something to do with our newborn to get us outside. I'm Angie. My geocaching name is Janjie. Um, I have two kids, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and one on the way. Um, I've been geocaching for 10 years in next month. So, wow. Yeah. So Angie, you obviously you've been geocaching longer than your kids have been around. Mm-hmm. So you, you started before your kids, but Kelsey and Lanisa, um, have you guys been geocaching with your kids from the start or did they get added after sort of, join you later on I my kids they've always been from the very beginning my two girls and then when Keen came along he got old enough to go along you know he started walking that's when I started taking him so yeah yep I started pretty much right off the bat with Lincoln too at three months old and now it's something we do together we'll hike together now before it was lots of power trails, lots of in town walking around, and now he'll like. There's days where he'll be like, "Mom, go cash today." <laughs> like, All right, we'll go cash today. So, Angie, when you when your kids came along, was it pretty natural and easy to sort of introduce them and just include them in the geocaching game with you? Um, definitely with the first, she was just my tag along long buddy. I stay at home, so I would just take her everywhere that I would go. Then when we added two, you know, it gets a little more complicated. Just, <laughs> you know, it's harder to juggle too. And I can tell he doesn't like geocaching quite as much as she does. The <laughs> so, combo of the two, but he's get, he's three. So, I mean, I feel like he's probably, he's getting more into it. He's understanding it more. 
versus before he wasn't interested he wanted to go do something else so yeah changes yeah it's it's interesting i started with my son when he was a little just after he turned five and he's almost eight now and from when we started to now he definitely has more interest now when he gets to use that device and be the one to navigate us it's interesting to watch how they grow I mean, we watch how they grow every day, but how they grow and how they do different things, including how they involve in geocaching is, is always interesting to see. Right. So when you guys are geocaching with your kids, what are your favorite types of geocaches to go after? Well, my son's favorite is the traditional ammo can because ammo can equals swag. So, and we I call those so toy caches. Yeah, <laughs> I carry so much, you know, toys with me so we can trade. So my backpack gets a little heavy. <laughs> That's what he goes for when he's with me. Yeah, I think we're in a sweet spot right now because if I go with both of them, like they definitely want treasure. But my older daughter, she's getting into. She's told me she likes walking, so she likes it when we find something. You know. It's not directly right outside the car, but we can maybe go hike a little bit. She's enjoying that more now. And I think as long as I let her take the lead, she's, you know, starting to really get that proud moment when she finds the cash. So it's getting to be a lot more fun to go with her just because she's really getting into the whole game, not just the treasure, you know? That's awesome. Fun to see. Mine definitely loves... Anything where there's toys, like small, <laughs> small, traditional, large, those are his, his go-to. He could care less just about anything else. There are times where I'll be like, let's go get a little tiny one. And as long as he gets to touch it, he's happy with it. <laughs> but he definitely <laughs> loves the toys too. Yeah. Yeah. Toys are definitely a big thing with kids for sure. And really just making sure they're engaged can be difficult enough. So I'm guessing kind of based on the answers, what your kids enjoy most may be getting to find those little treasures when they're out geocaching. What do you all enjoy the most about geocaching with your kids? Obviously, it's a great family bonding moment. So I'm going to take that off the table and make it hard for you to answer this. Well, for me and my girls, sometimes I drag them along anyway. You know, one's 19, one's 14. Uh, and it's a great, I, their favorite are the trails, I guess, if they have to go with mom, you know. I've got, my, me and my older daughter have really been into birding as well. So we're also geocaching and birding at the same time. So I, I love that. And my, and my, and my smallest, my four-year-old, Kean. He finds, he just, he doesn't just have to find treasure in a geocache. He finds treasure all in the woods and he's got his pockets full. So he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine definitely love the, uh, he loves to just be there. And that's what I love too, is that he's just down for whatever. I'm like, we're going to go here. We're going to take an hour drive. And as long as he gets something out of it, like this morning we were out caching and 
he he got a hot chocolate he calls it coffee as long as he had his coffee like he was just happy to be there and we met up with some friends he got to bring some friends and he just he loves to just explore and wander and that's that's one thing i really like is watching him wander watching him learn mm -hmm. kind of the same things but just being able to get out and not really know what's going to cause the happiness that day you know it might be the geocache like if it was me alone it'd be the geocache but with the kids it's like i don't know maybe they're going to find a cool rock or you know we'll see a cool animal or they'll jump in a bunch of puddles you just don't really know what's going to be the source of fun when you go and i like that right what angie said the source of happiness me and my daughter were out my 19 year old heidi and she didn't get out of the car to geocache but we saw, uh, but she got out of the car eventually when there were two bald eagles sitting up above the cemetery where we were at. You know, she's oh, my bird. Wow. So it was fun. Regardless, geocaching, it was just, you don't know what you're going to see. So she really enjoyed that. So it wasn't a total loss for her. She got to see her eagles. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, obviously anything we can do to spend some quality time with our kids is right. definitely awesome. And in this day where technology is such the draw for them mm -hmm. and it's always video games and can I watch shows on the tablet and I want to be a YouTube star when I grow um, up and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's great. Well, let's go outside and play and, let's incorporate some of that technology by here's the phone and you tell me how to get to where we're trying to find the geocache. Yeah, right. It's, it's a struggle with, with technology these days and finding that balance. And It is. And as, as the kids get older, it gets harder to keep them. I found it's harder to keep them engaged in the game or just going out with mom in general, you know, cause they're cool teenagers. They don't want to be seen with mom. It yeah. does eventually come back around because I'm with my mom now. You know, <laughs> I remember doing that to my mom. I'm going through the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm dreading the teenage years. I can barely keep the boy fed when he has growth spurts now. I can't imagine a teenage boy trying to feed <laughs> one. It's <laughs> mine already eats like a linebacker. I'm down. I'm in for it. Like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. So there's a lot of joy when it comes to geocaching with kids, but there's also a lot of struggles. Mm. What has been the greatest struggle for each of you with geocaching with your kids and how did you overcome that? I have a feeling my struggle is coming up here. <laughs> like, I'm a third kid. It's going to be the hardest thing I've done so far. Just because, I mean, it's just it's so selfish of a hobby because I love it so much. I started it. I'm obsessed. And it's like you add them in and, you, you know, if they enjoy it, that's awesome. But then, I don't know, it's going to be hard to find the balance and get away and have some fun, you know, with the older kids and then also you know just finding time to go yeah but i don't know <laughs> yeah for sure I, it's it can be hard to go with just just one <laughs> and go find time to yourself with any amount of kids involved and right. making sure we get that self-care as well as that quality time with them and 
God love all the parents trying to balance that out there. <laughs> I consider geocaching self-care. I'm telling you, it is. I, I, sometimes I want to go, I go out on my own just because I need that. Yeah. You know, alone time doing my favorite thing. But the struggle I have with Kian is he's four and he's all gung ho for the first hour, maybe two. And then he gets worn out and wants to go home. You know, he's like, I'm tired of geocaching. I want to go home. I'm like, no, mommy's not done. We got all day. And we just will not do it all day. And I have to just swallow that and suck it up and take the baby home because he is just a child. He doesn't have the standard yeah. of an adult. And, and another struggle is the DNFs to keep him engaged after finding a couple DNFs in a row. I think Jaspery went through that a few days ago or last week. Yeah. <laughs> I just went through it today. I had three toddlers looking for a micro and we couldn't find it. I was like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> That's a struggle for me is I, with him being so little and us starting out so soon, I've pretty much cashed out within a 50 mile radius of where we live. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't, unless it's the middle of nowhere, nothing, just one cache, like we're not getting one. And so to get a geocache requires planning and planning a lot ahead. Right. And I have to think about where we're going, what I can do to give him engagement, as well as I get to find all the geocaches I want to find, which comes with a lot of sacrifice because I'm competitive. <laughs> I want to find all of them. If you could give me a weekend in one city, I will wipe it out. <laughs> Don't test me. Like, <laughs> so I have to like, like we're planning up a trip that's about three hours away for a couple weeks from now. And it's taking everything in me to just get maybe nine caches and make some time to go to the museums and make some time to go to, you know, all sorts of places that he would like to. But like, that's, that's one thing that's really hard for me is the cute power trail that's down the street, I can't take because I've already done it before. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a struggle. What is something that each of you wish you knew when you started caching with your kids? What's that hindsight moment? Like my hindsight moment was maybe all these micro parking grabs aren't keeping him engaged. Maybe this isn't what I should do with him. Mm. right because I, i'm not one for numbers I, I i always go for the favorite point ones so i keep that and that's how ken is too because i know i keep that in mind for ken because i know he would stay more engaged if it was something other than an lpc or you know a micro in a tree a micro in a pine tree when we're there for 20 minutes looking for this camouflage micro <laughs> yeah so but looking back for hindsight i think it would be don't sweat the small stuff because or because you know when you're looking for me i'm like kelsey said i'm competitive i want to find it now and i get impatient with the kids when they're off in the background, la di da di da and la la land. And I have to go and attend to them when I'm wanting to find that cash. I look back and go, it's not a big deal. We're, you know, don't take it so seriously. You know, they're just kids. Just take it one cash at a time. 
with and make it fun for them because I can get frustrated and get grumpy when I'm wanting to find this cash because we've been there for 20 minutes looking for it and they're off wanting to leave or go home or they're off doing their karate moves in the background. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he just don't give up. So. I think mine is very similar to that. I So when I started, um, my younger two siblings were in middle school. And so I feel like I got a lot of like a test run out a little bit because you have to quit when they want to quit. Otherwise, it's not fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I feel like that's when I go with my kids, it's like, you know, we're getting a couple of caches, but you got to quit when they're ready to quit. Otherwise, they're going to not want to go next time because you pushed them too far. I mean, I still do it every once in a while. It's just how it goes some days, but um, I think that's just being okay to just be done when they want to be done or go find some other activity that they're going to leave the day on a high note, things like that. Mine was probably, probably about the same. It's probably just pushing them a little too far on some days just to get an extra two or three caches for myself. And it would give me a headache and it would kind of ruin my time. And then at the end of the day, I'd look back and be like, why? Like, why did I do that? I could have come back the next day. Like that, that's another cache that I don't have now that I could have, we could have found on a day where we were both in the mood to do it. Yeah. It, it sounds like there's a bit of competitiveness among each of us here. I know I'm that way. So I know it's been a struggle for me. Has it been a struggle for any of you with that, that, oh, I got to find it first, that, oh, I see it right there and I really want to point it out, but he's looking so hard for it. So I should really just let him try to find it and keep my mouth shut. Is that been a struggle for you at all? Oh, yes, because... I was talking to somebody online, Doug Ross, I think it was, oh, Roomba Cats, uh, and we had something like, he was getting so excited, he was watching one of my TikTok videos of Ken finding the cash, and he said he loved the excitement, I said, well, aren't we all kids at heart, and that made me think of, him. I re he was at that cash, all excited to get it, but I am such a child, myself I wanted to find it more than he did he's four years old I'm 43 <laughs> you know come on grow up put my big girl ponies on <laughs> I didn't find it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's the patience level especially if you want to get to more than a couple and they're just dragging their feet or oh. you know <laughs> my kids are like oh look look at the bottom and they're like, huh? You know, looking way up and you're like, huh? <laughs> you just want to walk over there and point to it. But yeah, slowing down. <laughs> I feel like I got to slow down. It's, there's no race against toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's harder than others. <laughs> I feel that. Mine likes to, mine likes to walk and I don't mind that. Like it, like the hike we did today, he didn't complain once. Like he had a blast, but like there was once that we were out doing some cash maintenance and I'm like, all right, I just want to get it done. I want to be done. Let's do it. Let's just play. And I'm like enticing this kid with just about everything. I'm like, let's race. 
let's go play. Like, we're going to go get ice cream. Yeah, we're going to go get ice cream. I swear. I'm like, I just wanted to get there, get to my cash, you know, do my thing. And this kid's just like, there's poop on the ground. <laughs> hey, hey, there's ice. There's ice over here. Hey, this sky. I'm like, bro, let's go. Yeah. Run. One, two, three, go. <laughs> yeah yeah it could definitely be a struggle because they never seem to be quite on the same page as us at any mm -hmm. given moment for any given activity and it makes they're, life interesting for sure they're in their own little world and they're not you're right they're not on the same page and it could be, <laughs> be extremely frustrating but you gotta just take a breathe breather and you know, it's not that big of a deal, even though your mind is on the next cash. <laughs> it takes 20 minutes of cash with, with my, my four-year-old because he's just, well, he's a kid. So, yeah, it's not, when you take kids cashing, it's not a, it's not a quick in and out, even if it's an, you know, an LPC, a parking grab. It is, it is not a quick one. Never, never is it quick. <laughs> no, no. I, I remember my first LPC with my son. We were trying to, it, it was like our very first, you know, first or uh, maybe our, like our second or third. It was the very first LPC we ever did. And I'm standing there trying to looking like it's a light post. What in the world do I do at a light post? There's nothing here. And I'm trying to figure it out. We're in a parking lot, of course, because it's a light post and there's cars going by. So I'm trying to figure it out and make sure he doesn't get hit by a car at the same time. And it's like, and it wasn't even that busy, but he was five. So I was like paranoid of him. Like, oh, look, there's a bird and ready to cross the parking lot because he does that kind of thing. And <laughs> kids, they complicate things, but they make things wonderful at the same time. It's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you do get to use geocaching as a self-care thing and go out by yourself, how is it different for you than when you take your kid along? It's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I like the quietness. <laughs> but Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the kind of quiet that you don't have to be worried about because for at least at my house, even with just the one kid, when it's quiet in the house between him and the dogs and everything else going on, I suddenly go, oh, what happened? Something's wrong. It's quiet. It shouldn't be quiet in the house. <laughs> well, for me, for going by myself, I go, I save the really hard ones or the ones that, you know, will take a lot longer when I'm by myself and I can concentrate like on a puzzle or a gadget cache. And just like you said, the quiet, I don't, you're not hearing mommy, mommy, mommy. I have to be mommy, mommy. I'm so hungry every five minutes, you know, and you go at your own pace, your own schedule, and you can find as many as you want. You don't have to stop for bathroom breaks unless it's absolutely necessary, you know? And for me, I go for the more, dangerous one I wouldn't say dangerous but ones you wouldn't normally take your kids on so because I yeah and just being by yourself and you have your own not having toddler thoughts or toddler voices <laughs> in your brain mm -hmm. a breather just being by yourself even for an hour it really makes all the difference 
it really puts me in a good mood too. Yep. <laughs> and I'm able to go home and take care of my kids better. That's true. Yeah. I recently took, uh, well, I started a new job recently and I took a whole week off between the end of my job and the start of my new job. And oh man, I was like, I'm paying for the babysitter. And his dad's like, why? I was like, cause I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going two hours away minimum every single day. And I'm going to geocache my heart out. I'm not going to speak to anybody. I'm just going to like, I don't want to hear anybody talk. I don't even want to hear myself <laughs> talk. We're just going to find a lot of geocaches that I want to find. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It, those moments that you get to just go out and just enjoy nature, even just a park or the middle of nowhere or whatever, and just breathe and relax and not have to worry about another living thing besides yourself for five, right. 10, 15 <laughs> minutes is just absolutely heaven. <laughs> so I have some questions that have come across on social media that I'm hoping you guys might be able to help us answer. So how can you get your kids interested in geocaching in the first place? Hmm. <laughs> I really like to prep them a lot at home before we go, I guess. I don't know if it's necessary, but it's fun to play, like hide the geocache in the house and then they have to find the geocache. Or my older daughter, she likes to write maps at home and then we have to like, follow the map and find the geocache. And it's like, they get really excited at home. So then when we go outside, it's even more exciting because we don't know what we're going to find or what kind oh, of treasures they might find. Right. I remember when I first got started, my kids were little. And I said, let's go and do this thing called geocaching. And it's not like pirate treasure, but it's kind of like, Somebody else has hid this special container for you to find. You want to go find it? And I said, yeah. And it was a little micro hidden in a tree and a, and a, and a, a cemetery, but with only two headstones. But it was in our neighborhood. It was, it was so strange. And they went and found that. And it was like, it was just a log book. And it was like finding gold to them. They were hooked. And I think the next one was an ammo can. So the, it just kept getting better and better for them. So that's how I got my kids started on that. With, uh, but they were pretty young. And the same way with my toddler, my, my son right now. That's how I got him started too. Hidden treasure. Let's go hunting. Treasure hunting. A <laughs> uh, little tiny plug for Angie. Uh, she actually wrote a book about Sophia finding a geocache. Oh, and that one's my favorite one. Uh, the child, we just took geocaching this morning. I gave that book to his mom and I'm like, this is what you need to know. This is the basics. This is how you start. And sure enough, they came with a bag of toys in hand and we went to the state park because our state parks primarily only put ammo cans out. And so we just picked a real good trail, a real flat trail and found a bunch of ammo cans and like Andy said, a little bit of prep at home, a little bit of teaching them, and then just take them out and show them the treasure. And once this kid found that first ammo can, he was like, let's go find more treasure. I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome. How do you teach your kids what to look for so they're not just waiting on you to do it? 
I don't know about you guys, but we watch a lot of like geocaching YouTube videos. And so I feel like, you know, once that starts clicking, like, or look at pictures and like, what is that? And they're like, that's a geocache. So they kind of know what different containers look like. But like I said, my three-year-old, it's just starting to click with him. He's very slow to recognize things, but the older one's starting to, she's five. So I feel like it probably takes a little bit of time before they must be able to recognize. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a little easier with the little older kids. Yeah. Uh, some things we can teach them. Like if it's a lamppost, let's lift up the skirt and see if there's anything under it. But you know, if you're looking for a bison tube and a pine tree, it can take a while when you've got a green bison tube and a green pine tree. And even those get frustrating for adults. <laughs> well, I started with my son. He was, I think he was two and a half when we started. I started back up again. And I said, we're looking for something in this tree. I remember the first one I took him to. It was in a pine tree. It took forever to find. But I told him, we're looking for something really small. And it's going to be up in these branches somewhere. So that's what he was looking for. And, I and we found it. And each, you know, I would describe each container that we find, like an ammo can. I would describe what it looked like and how big it was. Usually it was the size he would go for. And now when we go, he goes, so what size container are we looking for? A micro, an ammo can. What are we looking for, mom? <laughs> it doesn't take him long to catch on. It really doesn't. I do kind of what Angie said too. I show, he shows, we show him pictures when we go out without him or, you know, we find something that he didn't see, you know, he'll be like, oh, I want to see daddy cash. And so I'll pull up a picture of his dad cashing and he'll be like, oh, that's the cash. So, I mean, he can, he can pinpoint where it is in a photo. And then when we're out on on the trail ourselves, you know, I'll be like, all right, let's find a cache. It's over here. So he'll go over there and start touching around and I'll either like move it by his hand or like point it out to him and let him pick it out. So, I mean, it's, it hasn't, he's only two, so it hasn't really clicked with him yet, but he recognizes what we're doing and he recognizes how to find it at least. <laughs> this one, we, we kind of, touched a little bit but kind of danced around it how do you keep your kids enthused in the game after multiple dnfs oh that's a rough one that is a rough oh, one that's a rough yeah. one for adults too yeah <laughs> well usually if that happens um like i've never had more than maybe two dnfs in a row but Usually after the second one, Keen gets frustrated. And, so, and I'll say, okay, this next one we're going for is a large one. And we're going to find it. So they'll get them kind of, you know, keep them going. And I'll make sure, you know, in the notes that it's been found recently. But I'll make sure that it's, you know, one with toys in it or something. To keep them going. Keep them want to keep cashing. Because mama's not ready to go home yet. Mama's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely do about the same as I'll, I'll make sure the next one we're going for is something he's going to be able to like trade toys with, or I'll just full stop. I'll be like, well, we're not coming up lucky. Like, that's okay. Let's go get ice cream. Let's, let's go do something. Frozen yogurt. We'll go get, we'll go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same boat as Kelsey that we have to drive pretty far to go find some. So 
usually if, if they don't look like they're going to be easy or we're not going to be able to find it, I don't even go after it. So I feel like when, with the kids, the DNFs are more rare too. So I feel like trying to avoid the DNFs is probably what I try to do more, <laughs> um, you know? <laughs> Okay, I had one Instagram follower write, it's frustrating when kid-friendly caches don't have swag. What does kid-friendly attribute actually mean? And I think that's a great question. And I've even tried to look on geocaching.com and it doesn't explicitly say exactly what kid-friendly means other than this is supposed to be a good cache for a kid. But what that means necessarily is open to interpretation. What does it mean to you guys when you see that? I never really thought much about it, but I just assumed it was, had some kind of trinket or room for trinkets, you know, or trade. Um, but I have seen it on micros too, so I don't, well, it might be, or maybe it's easy enough that a kid can find it on their own, you know, if they're in the area. It means like not like a real difficult and they can find it without assistance or maybe just with a little assistance. So. Mm -hmm. I think those things and then also the safety too, you know, they're not yeah. going to have to climb a tree or be dangling by a hill or, you know, keeping it safe. And then, I mean, I wonder if maybe people, you can use that so it's not kid friendly. Like I've seen, I've never found one of these, but like nude beaches, you know, I wouldn't say that's kid friendly or yeah. like really scary containers. I, I wouldn't say that's kid friendly either, but I don't know. Or even on like, cause I know Angie has the character trail. You added a whole bunch of them, by the way. It's going to take everything in me not to find them. <laughs> but, um, and the character trail are a bunch of micros that all have the little finger puppet Disney characters on them oh. and so i could see those being kid friendly just because they are i mean if they weren't kind of like park and grab style on the yeah. side of the road this the container itself is something that could also qualify as kid friendly if it's some like if my son found rubble on a geocache we would accidentally take it home <laughs> he would have it in his pocket and i would have to apologize like <laughs> yes paw patrol yes we went through that we've just we've just exited the paw patrol phase i think so <laughs> we're gung-ho into toy story right now please help <laughs> there's four toy stories at least you have options <laughs> but we want forky why do we want forky i don't understand <laughs> one person wrote how do you deal with the disappointment of a large container that's empty of swag so oh. the kids get disappointed because they can't trade yeah. yes we did that actually it's on one of my tiktok videos um and the person before said they let there was swag in there but they left some swag well we went and it was empty and the disappointment on his face he goes oh it just crushed me it killed Aww. me i said well it, how about we leave i had a squishy how about we leave a squishy for the next finder so they won't be disappointed like you are and that seemed to help quite a bit he wanted to do that for the next kid Aww. So, so but it was it was just heartbreaking his face 
got on a video and it kills me every time I, I watch it. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of those and and in that case, because I've always got I, I try to keep extra swag just for those caches I find that are empty to put some in. And then he usually picks one of the, the extras that I brought and then I put the others in the cache. So the next, next person has something that they can find. I also had another cacher once told me what he would do when his kids were little, he'd go out like a day in advance to make sure the cache was there. And he would stock the cash if oh, wow. it didn't have anything in it. So his kids didn't get that disappointment. Kudos oh. to him, but that takes a lot of extra right. time that, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of busy parents don't necessarily have to be able to do. I'm the advert your eyes type. I'd be like, oh, look, here's a piece of paper. Here's a log book. And I'll be like, stuffing <laughs> my own stuff in there. Oh, look, here's swag. Do you want to trade? Like, I'm at that lucky oh, age. Oh, so yeah, misdirection you know? <laughs> in a way. Yeah, here. Oh, look at the look at the doggy yep. and and let me yep, pile like this full. There. Yeah, there, there you tree. go. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I think I prefer an empty cache over one that has like one cool thing in it. <laughs> because then they're going to fight over that one cool thing. But yep. And they're both sad. <laughs> it's both not, not great when it happens. How do you deal with when you come across a container of swag that's ne not necessarily kid-appropriate swag? And they want to take the not kid-appropriate stuff home. <laughs> what have you found that's not kid-appropriate? Um, I myself <laughs> haven't found anything too horrible uh other outside of pills <laughs> but i have oh. uh yeah i have found uh pill packets and caches before or fruit snacks and then they want the fruit snacks it's like i don't know how long those fruit snacks have been in there let alone anything else and then even anything like sometimes there's balloons in caches and he wants the balloon is like i don't want you putting your mouth on that balloon mm -hmm. or on that whistle that you found and it's like but that's what they really want and it's like how do you deal with that well my son found a whistle before i even saw what it was and he was already blowing on it i was like <sighs> he's got the flow now for sure <laughs> but the only other inappropriate thing i came across was when my girls were little and they they knew what it was it was a cigarette and so i just pitched it so and they didn't really ask for it they knew what it was <laughs> but other than that i haven't crossed anything horrible like pills or anything mm -hmm. I think dirty stuffed animals are probably oh. <laughs> one of the harder things to deal with for us. They want to keep the cute little stuffed animal and it's like, mm, not, not looking too molded. great. <laughs> so trying to sneak those away. It's not my yeah. favorite thing. Thankfully I keep, I keep Walmart bags, little plastic Walmart bags with me just about every time we go geocaching. So then when my kid finds, he's like, mom, mom, look. And I'm like, can we put that in the trash bag? Like, we'll, we can clean that up and then we'll just take all that we can out of there that's not 
really great to keep in the cache and we'll replace with what we do. I do. I keep like a good like 10 gallon bag full of swag <laughs> at all times. Like, <laughs> How do you keep your kids interested when you only have time for micros? Better make it worth their walk. <laughs> I mean, if, if your kid does not like nature and does not like walking, I am sorry but you have failed. It's, it's done. You're not doing it. Like, <laughs> I, I, my kid, he just, I keep him engaged in nature. He likes to watch for birds. He likes to see different kinds of trees, play with rocks. And like, that's one thing that we'll just, instead of just getting micro and driving another micro, micro drive, micro, <laughs> we will pick a trail of micros that we can do. That way he can walk and mosey at his own pace, play with rocks, go look at trees, stop and yell at the birds. Like that, that'll keep him maybe not engaged in finding the geocache, but when I show him, Hey, I found it, he'll still be happy. You know, doesn't completely ruin the day. Yeah. Yeah. With Ken, I mean, every kid likes the big ones, of course, with the swag. But even with micros, with him, I, I I make sure I stop and pay attention. He gets, and watching, he gets just as excited when he finds a micro than when he does an ammo can. It's about hunting and finding it, not about exactly, and he's four, and he's he's just, it's not about, you know, what's inside of it. It's, it's That's the excitement for me as well, is actually finding it. I could care less what's in it. You know, I don't trade swag for myself. It's that hunt and finding it. It's just, and he, that's what he loves too. It's not always about the big, big ones. So. Mm-hmm. Like it's stopping and doing other things outside of it. So like if we're near a park, we're going to go to that park and we're going to play on the right. playground. We're not going to not do that. Like, yeah. you know, stop and eat something or make sure we have lots of snacks with. And if they're getting tired and then they could t- they were younger, it was easier, but they'd take a nap in the car and you could get a bunch yeah. that way too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> up. How do you handle a little one that wants to navigate with the phone, but you need the phone to figure out where you actually need to go? This is a kind of a tough one if you don't have a second phone on hand. Well, I'm a tough mama, I guess. I just say, suck it up, but I'm not getting my phone. I don't ever let my kid have my phone anyway, ever. So, because I, I don't want to mess it up. That's an expensive piece of equipment there. So, uh, I usually just give them the direction and give them a hint of where it is, and he finds it on his own. I, I think I've only given him my phone maybe once or twice to navigate it. I guess that sounds maybe mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I deal with that. Like my my seven year old, that's one of the things he loves is he wants to be he likes being in charge. So when he gets the phone and gets to navigate for us, he gets to be in charge. But he's also just learning how to navigate like this. So if I'm not careful, he goes off in the wrong direction, like just completely. And he's like, yeah. Mama, it says it's now 50 feet away instead of 10. I was like, well, you need to turn around and go back. <laughs> and it was funny because one time we were at a park and my husband doesn't geocache, 
but we set up a free account for my son and we did it on my husband's phone. So when we're as a family, they can kind of figure it out together. And my husband was trying to help him navigate and they were both navigating in the wrong direction. I was like, how it follow the line. Like it's a line on the map that's pointing you towards it. How are you not getting this? It's, like I had to relate it to, to Fortnite because in Fortnite, when the circle gets smaller, there's a line, follow the line to get to where you need to go on the map, but it's the same thing. And then, then, then it kind of, oh, then it clicked and follow, follow the line, just follow the line. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Mine gets a kick like that sometimes. I mean, he's only two, but there's sometimes that mommy, I do, I do. And so... I'll uh, satellite view is my lifesaver and then I just hope and pray the coordinates are somewhat decent <laughs> I'll just I'll hand him the phone and be like all right I'm looking for a pile of trees there's some right over there all right we'll see if I'm if I get close and if I have problems then he knows we have to stop and sit down and share the phone but and it's not very often he even asks for it so <laughs> but satellite view sometimes can help it's <laughs> a good one do any of you have any final advice or tips that you can share with us for geocaching with kids? Take it one cache at a time and enjoy being the moment. Don't be looking at your phone the whole time because there will come a day when they won't want to geocache with me anymore. I have two teenagers and I miss it so much, but I got another chance with my son. So just enjoy it. Even if it's a DNF, enjoy the experience altogether. Yeah, it's not about the amount you find. It's about the time you spend with them. It, you know, keep your expectations low. <laughs> Try to focus on them. Yeah, I, I would say don't force it because if they're not feeling it and you're trying to force it, they just don't want to do it. Just, just like with anything, it's pick your battles. Uh, I'm going to force you to brush your teeth, but I won't force you to go find this micro in the woods with me today. So, Yeah, you're definitely, that would be my advice too, is just pick your battles. You know, I know um, Angie does a real good job because we live fairly close together. Um, Angie does a real good job at putting caches out at parks and around park areas. And those have become my lifesaver now that I have a toddler. Like if I want to go find a cache, like, or if a friend's toddler wants to go find a cache, like there's some right here at this park, let's go. So then they get a little, we get a little, and it's it's about that compromise and that even ground. And if there's a none like that in your area, I encourage you to put them out and save a geocaching mom's life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Those have saved me a few times too, because I just had days where I really want to get a cash and well, there's the playground. So do this with me and then we will go play for 20 minutes. And exactly. It, it makes a big difference for them too, because then it's a little, it, it gives them a little bit, a little bit of patience to a certain point. And then it's just, I, but I want to go play on the playground. It's like, okay, I know, but just hang on five more minutes. And, but it really is a great way to find that balance with them. Well, thank you all so much for taking time out of your days and joining me today to talk about this. It has been a blast talking with all three of you. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Anytime. This cash highlight is one that I found with my son. It was called The Great Gilly, G-H-I-L-L-I-E, version 4.0, KSUS Fighter Jet. Cash ID GC34E47. And you're going to hear my kiddo talk about this one. Bubby, do you remember this geocache? Yeah. What do you remember about it? Um, it was by a plane, and it was in a tree by the plane. What kind of plane was it? Do you remember? A fighter jet. A fighter jet. Yeah, a decommissioned fighter jet. Do you remember who found the cache first? Me. Yes, you found the cache while Daddy and I were looking at the plane. And what, what was the cache like? It looked like a little bottle. Yeah, it was a film canister. And where was it at? Um, it was up in the trees. Yeah, you remember what kind of tree it was? No. A pine tree. A pine tree. Yeah. And you found it first. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Can I show you where it was? Yes, you can point to the picture and show me where it was. Yeah, I see it right there. Did you like finding it first? Yeah. Yeah, that was a little, was That it? was my first time. First no, time. second time. You found it first a couple of times. Yeah. You like finding it before everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's like a competition, huh? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers, filled with articles and snippets sent in by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself, and I love it. Check them out today at ftfgeo.com and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on a show or have a topic you'd like to hear covered? Reach out and let me know. Just go to the geocacheadventures.org website and click on the contact page to reach out.